Hello, welcome back to The Great Day Guy. My name is Rob Wong. Let's talk about using your pain as your superpower. So the first thing to understand that is if you're going through grief, if you're going through pain, if you are suffering right now, if you're having a hard time in your relationship, you are in a rare position. And I'm going to argue, one, that you should take explicit advantage of. Now, normally, motivation, I would say, is a hard thing to come by. We're not motivated to pick up a book to read. We're not ready to watch a two-hour video on YouTube on something, right? Learning something educational. Cracking open a textbook is a pain in the ass. But there's a unique change that happens when you happen to be going through one of the darker phases of life. And in the psychological community, that change is known as cognitive dissonance. Now, cognitive dissonance is basically when your your brain is grappling with two ideas. One is what you held to be true. The fundamental truth that you relied on and it might not have taken very long for you to arrive at this truth maybe the truth was um, that i'm in a great relationship and i love this person and then the other truth that gets introduced is this person cheated on me this person wants to break up with me i keep on fighting with this person and so now the brain is in a position where it needs to figure out what is actually true And while this is happening, it's really uncomfortable. Um, The body goes into fight or flight. You will feel strange sensations, uncomfortable sensations. It might feel raw or overwhelming. You may lose motivation. You may find yourself sleeping a lot more. And all these things are completely normal. So what I just described sounds like a big pile of dog turds so why why is this an advantage why is this a superpower how could this possibly give you an edge well the thing about cognitive dissonance is that it's really the only time that a person can change who they are one of the few windows when your brain is willing to accept new points of view new ways of thinking because if, if this was available all the time, um, people would necessarily be sort of unstable. Um, and while there's nothing bad about evolving who you are and growing as a human being, um, we necessarily need, fundamentally, we need some kind of balance between stability and unpredictability. And if we don't have enough stability, then life feels really disruptive like we don't have roots like we're just kind of adrift it can be a very lonely and disorienting and painful quite honestly uh, experience so our brains are naturally wired towards being more conservative it's not likely to change because if you were (laughs) in the wild and you're being hit by epiphanies about what trees are like all the time (laughs) <laughs> and it was rocking your reality, then you wouldn't you wouldn't survive, right? You'd be too busy, too fascinated by the nature of trees. 
Um, and then a wolf pack would come along and eat your face, right? And so that's that's not good if you want to make it out of the woods alive. So your brain has this safety measure in place, and that safety measure is released when you're in your darkest hour. So if you're going through that right now, or you anticipate going through that in the future, and uh, if you're human, then you can go ahead and raise your hand. You're going to go through that in the future. Uh, this is your biggest opportunity to grow and evolve and change the course and outcome of your life. So earlier we were talking about motivation, particularly motivation to be educated, right? Motivation to be told what to do, motivation to look into alternative points of view. And normally, as we were discussing earlier, that's just not an option. But when you're in cognitive dissonance, this is your chance to push through. Now, there are one of two ways that cognitive dissonance can play out, though. The first way, and the most likely way for your brain, is that it will try to find a way to reaffirm the status quo. It will go back to what is comfortable. If you just leave it alone, it'll go back to believing whatever it is that it believed, because that's just easier, right? It's simpler than trying to navigate infinitely, right? always searching for weeks or months or however long it takes to find that new epiphany, that new aha, that point of view that helps us understand our current situation a little bit better and gives us that much more of an edge. But the other way is to begin searching for answers. And initially your brain is going to resist this. It's going to want to lie in bed and scroll through Instagram infinitely. It's going to want to be on Facebook uh, or whatever, uh, TikTok, um, and, and not buckle down and do any of this. So the way that I get around this is that I download an audiobook and then I do something while I listen to that audiobook. So maybe I go for a drive and that, that book is playing in the background. So I'm not having to do a lot of heavy lifting. I'm just there and I'm just listening. And if you're more of a visual person, you may find that it's useful to watch a video on someone's masterclass. Um, so head on over to YouTube, watch a TED Talk, right? Get in touch with an expert. And I think the most beautiful part about the, the world that we live in right now is the fact that we can get in touch with an expert for free a lot of the times, right? And if you work with me, it's like $250 an hour. If you work with other top-level coaches, like the top of the top, the, the 1% that coach the 1%, they're charging thousands or tens of thousands of dollars an hour, right? And all of us, every last one of us, is giving out our best information for free. Right? Or we have it out in a book somewhere, and the book is like $10 or $15. So the value exchange here is absurd. It's insane. And if you know anything about the rule of five, and I believe we cover off on that in another podcast, the rule of five states that we become the average of the top five people that we spend time with. And books count. Books count, right? The reason why spending time with other people 
helps us become the average of who they are, including their income, including their charm, their charisma, their way with other people, is that if you pay attention, you can begin to see how they think about the world. And that's why whenever I run into someone who's really positive, I make sure that I ask how they think about the situation that has it be positive, even though everyone else thinks that it's a bad time. So one of the things that I was asking about was Disneyland uh, with a gal that I used to date. And I hate Disneyland, right? It's really stressful. It costs too much money. Parking is just a, a nightmare and you have to take a tram and it's like packed with people and you have to wait in line. It's like paying money to wait in line, right? <laughs> and then when you're done paying money to wait in line, you pay like twice as much money that you would anywhere else to get like okay food, like mediocre food. It's a solid like six out of 10 every single time. doesn't matter where you go, right? To me, oh, and there's no shade. So, so it's not that fun for me. But I have a friend who loves going. And so I had to dig in, like, why, why do you like it? Especially, why do you like it when there are crowds around? And what she told me was, well, I'm looking for happy people. I'm looking to see who's enjoying themselves, and I just watch them. And while I haven't mastered that particular skill, it's really, really useful to have in the back of my mind. And it reminds me of the fact that we all exist in parallel realities and what we pay attention to becomes our life. So if I'm always paying attention to what pisses me off about Disneyland, my life is going to be, <laughs> especially if I live in Southern California, a series of complaints about Disneyland. But if I am paying attention to who is enjoying themselves around me, who is having a great time, then my world is filled with joy and happiness. So you catch my drift. Now, we've made a slight deviation here, but this all circles back around. That's the reason why books are valuable. You won't be reading the book specifically for strategy, although strategy will help your brain calm down if you have some feeling that you have control over the future, that's useful. That's one of the reasons why you want to be in information gathering mode when you're in pain. But the other reason is you get to start to observe how this person thinks about reality such that they think that breakups are easy, right? You want to observe how they think about reality such that they think that they think dating is simple, effortless, or relationships, same thing. What does this person do that has relationships be effortless for them? And then boom, you've not only saved yourself thousands of dollars by going through their manifesto, <laughs> you've also alleviated a lot of the psychic and emotional strain. And when I say psychic, I mean like psychological, right? that comes with being in a painful place because now all of a sudden you have insight 
Now all of a sudden you have a game plan and you understand what's going on. And that's enough to reset the state of cognitive dissonance. And you, you may find, if you're going through grief particularly, that you have to go through this pattern a number of times. Um, and in, in the field of mycology, it, when you're growing mushrooms, it's called a flush, right? Um, normally, you have the fungi that just like occupy some base material like wood chips. And when they flush, mushrooms grow. And sometimes mushrooms can fl flush several times, up to seven times per base material. And you, you want to treat this cognitive dissonance in the same way. If this happens multiple times to you, you are lucky. You are fortunate. Because that means your brain is ready to take on more information. And you will find that you grow and evolve more rapidly this time, in this period of pain and suffering, than you will any other time of your life. So don't waste it. And if you want my personal manifesto on dating and what makes dating an attraction very simple, very straightforward, and I think stupidly easy for me, then head over to greatdateguide.com, scroll all the way to the bottom, and click the biggest button that you see. That will take you over to download a PDF that contains my exact breakdown of how I think about human connection, how I think about dating, that has my success rate with women that I'm attracted to be damn near close to 100%. Now I should add the caveat that I'm not attracted to most women because now what I'm looking for is very, very specific. I'm looking for people that are growth-minded. I'm looking for people that know how to resolve conflict. I'm looking for people that can keep their word all the time. And that's a very small, specific subset of people. But when I find those people, I'm unstoppable. And this is how. So once more, you go to greatdateguy.com, you scroll all the way to the bottom, and then you click the biggest button that you can find. And from there, you just drop in your name and email, and I will send you directly over to a link where you can download my book, my point of view on dating. And of course, whether or not you're downloading that book, I appreciate that you're here, that you made it all the way to the end, uh, and that you're here week after week. That means a lot to me. And yeah, thank you for being my community here. Without you, I wouldn't be making this podcast. I mean, I, <laughs> I can just record voice memos to myself and then never listen to them again. But because I know you're here, that helps keep me on track and motivated to do this week after week after week. I think we're on episode 124 or 125 by now. And I've recorded and deleted far more than that, I think. <laughs> I think if I'd published everything that I'd ever recorded, we'd be on episode 200. But yeah, once more, thank you for being here. And if you got something out of being here, if you learned something today... I would appreciate it if you rated this podcast or shot me a voice memo on Anchor so I could know what your thoughts are and what you'd like to hear in the future. And of course, that's all the time that 
we have for today. My name is Rob Wan. This is the Great Date Guy podcast. And I'll catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Peace.